25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the line. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, let's go. Hour two of the show beginning now. Thanks for tuning in. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, you make the show go. Beaver's here driving this bus. He's going to get you home safely in your driveway in about an hour. I'm Matt. We're all in the Farm Bureau studio together. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Appreciate all of your texts and phone calls in the first hour. Uh, get them in. Y'all text me on the Country Please and text line, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. If you need the number, it's 885-3776. If you text that number, I'll see it and uh, just might read it on the air. So thank you for your texts. I appreciate them. makes the show um, so much better. Also, thanks for your phone calls. Uh, we heard from Drug Dog in the first hour. Really good phone call from him. Enjoyed that. We talk food. We can talk about whatever you want on kind of a free-for-all Friday. So y'all call me. I'd love to hear your voice on the Divini phone. Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer. If it's equipment you need, any kind, if it cuts, if it hauls, if it pulls, if it grades, if it, whatever it is you need, uh, they've got it. You can drive it. You can ride on it. You can hold it. And they've got everything in between. That's at Divinity. It's 995-1059. You call that number, you and I can talk on the air. 995-1059. That is a 601 number. We, If you're just tuning in, we discussed the fact that it is National Donut Day. Apparently, every year around the country, the first Friday in June is National Donut Day. Well, it also happens to be that June the 5th, every year, is National Moonshine Day. So they fall on the same day today. I still have yet to hear from anybody who would say that they've actually had donuts and moonshine together. We haven't heard from anyone yet on that subject. So there's been a little bit of a food theme, and I put it out there. i got some traveling to do, a lot of it, in fact, here coming up. And uh, where are the places to go? I've had a lot of great suggestions. Micah in Batesville. Appreciate you listening, Micah, uh, online or listening at night on the replays on WBLE 100.5 FM in Batesville. Micah says, everyone talking about their favorite donut places, but we all know Shipley's Donuts is the supreme ruler in the donut world. Beaver, you want to know a really embarrassing stunt I pulled one time at Shipley Donuts in Starfall when I was in college? Oh, man. It was not a, I say pulled a stunt. It was unknowing. It was um, a goof on my part. I didn't know. Okay. I'll give you the short version. Growing up in Alabama, I had never heard of Shipley's Donuts until I went to college. 
I just knew when I got there in 1995, I knew there was a donut shop up there, not in the same little strip as Harvey's and the Lodge, called Shipley's. And we would go in there. I didn't know it was a chain. I thought it was one place called Shipley's. And we would go in there a bunch, you know, as college kids going there to get donuts. And there was this really nice guy named Joe, I think, who was the manager. He, he ran it. I mean, it was his, as far as I was concerned. He was there every time. He's the guy. He was telling people what to do. And I knew his first name was Joe. And one time, some friends and I, my buddy Wade, we were there. And we He always talked to us. We talked football. He kind of knew me. And we were leaving. And on this particular thing, we said, okay, I'll see you later. He said, see you later, boy. See, see you, Matt. And instead of turning around and saying, okay, see you later, Joe, I said, okay, I'll see you later, Mr. Shipley. And we walked out the door. My buddy Wade goes, why'd you do that? I said, do what? He said, why'd you smart off that guy like that? Like, I said, I did no such thing. He said, you called him Mr. Shipley. I said, yeah, it's his name. This is his place. <laughs> his name's on a sign. And they busted out laughing. Wade said, you idiot. It's a chain. There are a whole bunch of Shipley's Donuts. He, just because he runs this place, it mean his name is Shipley. <laughs> and I had a hard time going back in there for a while because I felt like I didn't know how to address that. And I knew that he knew, Joe knew, I had called him Mr. Shipley. So it was either go in there and look like an idiot or just go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, dumb kid thing. I just It just came out. I didn't mean to offend anyone. It just, it happened. That was the day I learned that Shipley's is a chain. And the people working there are not named Shipley. Oh, boy. It's embarrassing now, 25 years later. Uh, Gator Nation on the Country Please and Text Line says, Matt, I asked one of my friends yesterday, who is a diehard Mississippi State a fan, how did you like Matt Wyatt? He said he has a great radio show. I said, what did you think of him as a player? He said, I was so young then. I said, oh, I forgot you were a baby. I'm telling you, Matt could play. He should have been a Gator playing for Spurrier in the fun and gun offense. Hey, look, let's, here's the thing, Gator Nation. I was terrible <laughs> for most of my career. Okay, it was terrible. And what makes it worse is I actually had ability, okay? I I wasn't, for a good portion, especially when I was young, for a good portion of my career, I wasn't terrible because I had no ability. <laughs> I had lots of ability. I was big and tall and really strong arm and, you know, had every advantage in the world and still was terrible. I had no excuse, okay? And the only thing that would have put a little rosier picture on my college career would have been had I played in an offense where we were in the shotgun that did not require me to run and I could just stand back there and wing it out of four wides. That's the only thing. Had I been born later or had I just been able to be recruited by Steve Spurrier? <laughs> the only, either that or had I had any interest in going to Kentucky so that I would have been there when Hal Mummy was there. But, heck, they went and signed Tim Couch, and that would have been all over with at that point, too. So, you know, give me the T-shirt that says, 
the older I get, the better I was. Because for I think it really does fit me. Literally and figuratively. Thanks for the uh, suggestion, too, Cedric. I appreciate it very much. Lee's Donuts, McGee, Mississippi. Best in the state. And, buddy, that ain't far from here. I could try it. Like I say, this whole diet thing, I've lost 40 pounds. But I can go eat a 150-calorie donut, put it on the list, and just avoid those 150 calories elsewhere. Or go walk another, you know, three miles. <laughs> or... uh or whatever it takes, whatever you know, just do whatever it takes. Uh, I, I have enjoyed. I will say before getting over into some sports here, I have really enjoyed being in the Vicksburg area this week and walking a lot because it's so hilly. Walking all these hills is so just good for you. All right, look, uh, it's not often on June the fifth, okay, that you get any breaking basketball news. But did y'all see this? Oklahoma State just got popped by the NCAA. Are y'all seeing this anywhere else? I uh, came across it. Oh, heck, who was it that tweeted that? Well, yeah, a whole bunch of people are tweeting it, in fact. But, yeah, Oklahoma State just got zapped in this whole corruption thing in college basketball. And, you know, they all had accused coaches of taking bribes and all this. Yeah, uh, the NCAA website, they put it out today. Why does the NCAA always put this stuff out on Friday? News dump Friday. Listen up, LSU fans. Listen up, Auburn basketball fans, Kansas basketball fans. Any others? Who are the others? There are some others. Arizona basket. Y'all better listen up to this. Because listen up, LSU basketball fans and Auburn basketball fans. Guess what? You, read my lips, you are next. Former Oklahoma State coaches acceptance of bribes violated NCAA ethical conduct rules. Released from the NCAA today, the former Oklahoma State men's basketball associate head coach violated NCAA ethical conduct rules when he accepted between $18,000 and $22,000 in bribes from two financial advisors so that he would influence student-athletes according to a decision released by the Division I Committee on Infractions. Matt, what are the penalties? It's amazing to me that the NCAA puts out, you know, 15 paragraphs on this thing and it makes you scroll down to get where the penalties are because that's what everybody wants to see. This is big deal for Oklahoma State men's basketball. Again, read my lips, LSU and Auburn and Kansas and Arizona. Three words. You are next. Oklahoma State gets three years of probation, a 2020 and 21 postseason ban, $10,000 fine plus 1% of the men's basketball program budget, uh, a reduction in men's basketball scholarships 
by a total of three this year and three the following year. That is six total over the next two years. Reduction in men's basketball official visits uh, down to 25 this year and down to 18 next year. Prohibition of men's basketball unofficial visits, blah, 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 blah. A prohibition of men's basketball telephone recruiting. Okay, how you going to monitor that? Idiots. Let me tell you something. You know, it's just like, like the NCAA goes, hey, general public, you should accept the fact that we think vacating wins is an actual penalty, punishment. Vacating wins. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then they're going to sit here and go, well, as a part of your penalties, Oklahoma State, you get a prohibition of men's basketball telephone recruiting for a one-week period. <laughs> Why even waste your time typing that? That's like hot air. It means nothing, number one. Even if they didn't make phone calls for one week, so what? What kind of penalty is that? But guess what? They're going to call because who's going to know? Oh, well, we'll track their phone. Not their burner phone, you won't. Not their other personal cell phone, you won't, you idiots. A reduction in the number of men's basketball recruiting in-person days by 12. A 10-year show cause order for the former associate head coach. And prohibition of the men's basketball staff from participating in off-campus evaluations for three days during the summer of 2020. So they really popped the guy who did it. He gets a 10-year show cause. And boy, did they ever pop the program. Three years probation, big old fine, reducing scholarships by six. That's, um, you know, you have a 13-man roster in basketball, right? Three this year, three next. That's six scholarship players, and you can't go to the postseason this year. Oklahoma State could be the best team in the Big 12 this year, and they will not play in the NCAA tournament next March if they have one. Read my lips, LSU basketball, Auburn basketball, Arizona, and Kansas. Read my lips. Three words. Say it with me. You are next like the monkey who sat his tail on a railroad track it won't be long now it won't be long now here's the official statement from Oklahoma State University (laughs) the Oklahoma State University Department of Athletics will file an immediate appeal of the NCAA penalties assessed to the men's basketball program on Friday appeal appeal citizens arrest The deadline for filing the appeal is June the 20th. It will be heard by the Infractions Appeal Committee, the final step in the NCAA infractions process. Here we go. Here we go. Listen up. Here we go, Oklahoma. Hey, uh, LSU and Auburn and Arizona and Kansas athletic departments, uh, just go ahead and copy and paste this and get ready because you're going to need it. Here's what Oklahoma State said. The university is stunned by the severity of the penalties and strongly disagrees with them. (laughs) The penalties do not align with the facts and are unfair and unjust. What's the difference? 
So you're writing out statements. We are professional writers when we put out public relations statements. We're professionals. We paid. To, we went to school and got PR degrees. Yet I write a sentence and I feel as the need to write. It is unfair and unjust. What's the difference? Why don't you just say it's unfair? The NCAA agreed with Oklahoma State that Lamont Evans acted alone and for his own personal gain. Evans was terminated by Oklahoma State on September the 28th, 2017, within 72 hours of learning of allegations against him. And they are defending themselves. Let me ask you another question. It says it right here in the statement. Associate head coach, Lamont Evans, Oklahoma State. He says the this statement says the NCAA agreed with Oklahoma State that Lamont Evans acted alone. Well, let me ask you a question. How is it possible for somebody accepting a bribe to be acting alone? Tell me what sense that makes. Oh, time out. Time out, y'all. My sweet little daughter, Mary Lady, just brought me Chick-fil-A nuggets and a fruit cup. Thank you, baby. I'll be eating that shortly. Thank you very much. Yeah, seriously, back to it. Really, how is somebody, they say the NCAA agreed. Well, number one, apparently they did not agree because they just zapped you, cut your scholarships in half over two years, and postseason ban. But you say they agreed that he acted alone. But he's taking bribes. How do he act alone? You say he acted alone and for his own personal gain. What? The players going to play for him? The players were going to that that he was helping to influence were going to wear jerseys that said Lamont Evans. Stupid. I mean, I'm just telling you. These folks, how stupid do they think we are? Really? Here's another way to look at it. Okay. This is from Michael DeCourcy, who uh, is with the Big Ten Network. He uh, covers college basketball for Sporting News. This is what he uh, tweeted. Today, the NCAA Infractions Committee destroyed roughly $68,000 worth of free education with scholarship penalties against Oklahoma State. Not a peep from the anti-NCAA crowd about that. They ream the NCAA over the transfer rule, but I've heard no one else discuss this absurdity for 10 years. He's right about that. I mean, I just keep going back to, really, I mean, how stupid do you think we are as a as a public in some ways? All I know is this, Oklahoma State got zapped. <laughs> they are zapped. They're going to appeal it. They don't like it. They put out a statement that's very self-serving and, and see what happens, I guess, going forward. Uh, y'all, let me know what you think. That's one piece of news that broke here today on a Friday, and it is not college football related. I know that. Uh, but I'll tell you this, here on National Moonshine Day, maybe y'all need to send some moonshine over to the folks at Oklahoma State uh, to some of their big basketball fans because they're going to need it. Hey, what's your favorite um, 
We're talking about songs regarding moonshine on National Moonshine Day. Still nobody's called in and told me they've had moonshine and donuts. But my two favorite television episodes regarding moonshine, one is on the Andy Griffith show. It's called Alcohol and Old Lace. Sisters Jennifer and Clara Bell give Andy and Barney the location of a still that uh, they hadn't had any luck tracking down. And another one that they don't even know about. After arresting the lawbreakers and smashing up their stills, Andy and Barney congratulate themselves for getting rid of the moonshine in Mayberry. Otis staggers in drunk. He still he found it. He refused to tell where he got the liquor. So, as Andy and Barney make plans to mount a uh, group of people to go looking for the still, Opie tells them about a, quote, flower-making machine that he saw in those sisters' house, Jennifer and Clarabelle, he saw in their house. Turns out the sisters were just getting rid of the competition so that they could make uh, more money off of their own, quote-unquote, elixir. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Moonshine TV episodes. Old Rafe, they inter- they arrested him, and these sweet old ladies. They're making it in the flower house the whole time. Rolling along with you here on this Friday. Still got the countdown coming up later. Stick around. Beaver driving this bus. He's going to get you home safely in about a half hour. I'm Matt manning the microphone, I guess you could say. And most importantly, you are here. I appreciate you tuning in however you're listening and wherever you're listening from. Here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Somebody told me on the text line that episode was on yesterday. One of my favorite television episodes about moonshine the andy griffith show remember when the sweet old ladies had a flower shop and andy and barney lawmen they've been looking for this still where is otis getting all this moonshine from they couldn't find it and these little old ladies finally told them yeah i'll tell you who has it rafe hollister and there's some other guy down there you go get them after they busted the stills up otis still came in drunk he wouldn't tell them but Opie let the cat out of the bag. These little old ladies that had a flower shop, they also had a flower-making machine. <laughs> you know that flower-making machine with the little copper wire that winds down and drips into that pot <laughs> in the bottom? Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Uh, there was another one <clears throat> that kind of tops the list. It involved Aunt B. Do you all remember that one? The name of the episode was... Aunt B the Crusader. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? When Aunt B learns that their Eggman of many years, Mr. Frisbee, is being forced off of his land, 
she decides to do something about it. The land's supposed to be used as a new highway, but she gets a little uh, she gets little sympathy from Andy, who may be the one that's going to have to force Mr. Frisbee off of his property. As far as he's concerned, it was all done properly, and the egg farmer is going to be well compensated. Soon, there are protesters outside the courthouse, and it's obviously not going to go away. When the protesters shift to Mr. Frisbee's farm, however, Andy comes across something very interesting. What was it? You know what it was? A chicken came stumbling out of one of the sheds at Mr. Frisbee's property, wobbling around, flopping around, and drunk. (laughs) A drunk chicken got into the moonshine that Mr. Frisbee was making. Yep. So the egg business was just a cover-up for his real business. Yeah, and Aunt B was out there protesting. She and a bunch of others going, boo! Remember that? She was booing Andy, everything he said. <laughs> Some, who was it? Yeah, that's right. PT for MSU. You're exactly right. That's the episode. We will not move. <laughs> we will not move. Y'all go look that one up. Aunt B, she was protesting on the Andy Griffith Show. Uh, unnamed texter said, Opie said, I could use special flowers with all the trouble that I'm in. (laughs) Those early ones are something else. Yeah, so there's lots of great old TV shows that dealt with moonshine. Here on National Moonshine Day, we discuss it with you. Uh, Later in the show, we got another team to talk about on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. So that's coming up. It'll be team number 91. Tomorrow will actually be 91 days from September the 5th, that first full Saturday of college football. But what we know is, okay, then you get to Sunday, that'll be 90 days. And then on Monday, you're at 89 days. By the time we come back and talk on Monday, then we will be officially inside of three months to the start of college football season. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, somebody texted me and said, wasn't it elixir recipe on the, the Moonshine Sisters? Yes, they called it elixir. <laughs> that's what they called it. Take one whiff of it. You know what it is. And there were a bunch of other episodes, too, on that particular show dealing with moonshine. There was one where Otis was in jail, remember, and to hide the liquor that he had in his coat pocket, he poured it in the water jug right out. You know, that they had a water jug right there by the cells. Eventually, Barney came in, flustered about something, and, yeah, got him a big old cup of that water, downed it. Barney didn't weigh but about 120 pounds, and... It didn't take it long to go through his system. <laughs> he was, according to that TV show, he was drunk quick. That's exactly, that's exactly right. So I appreciate y'all uh, <clears throat> pointing that out. Hey, uh, I mentioned the countdown. Got that coming up. I wanted to point this out to you. 
this is not a surprise. I guarantee you, you thought it when I brought it up a month ago. It's funny, though, with everything going on, isn't it, how we have totally shifted the name, image, and likeness stuff for college athletes to the back burner. When's the last time you even thought about it? You know it's a big deal. You know it's a huge deal, right? The NCAA opening up for 2000, what, 22, the ability for recruits and players and everybody to earn money off their name, image, and likeness. It's a huge deal, but it has totally gone to the back page with everything else that's going on in the world and in sports and everything. You hadn't brought it up, and I hadn't thought about it in a while. But Dan Murphy is a good writer at ESPN. He posted a story titled, Most Athletics Directors Polled Think the NCAA is Incapable of Policing Athletes' Endorsement Deals. Now, if there ever was a headline that collectively, me, you, and everybody else who are sports fans would look at and go, duh, that's it. Most athletics directors polled think that the NCAA is incapable of policing athletes' endorsement deals. I don't know how many they polled total. They don't tell me, you know, in the article just exactly how many. But if you were to go, okay, let's just say uh, a reasonable portion of the athletics directors in the Power Five, right? Now, what are you talking about? 50 folks, give or take a few. And that's not a huge number, but it didn't have to be to be most of the athletics directors out there. It'd be really easy for somebody like Dan Murphy at ESPN to be able to just fire off an email to all of them or even to sit around over the course of two weeks and make phone calls and, and tell them it's going to be off the record, not naming anybody, but I want you to respond to this. 85% of the respondents of athletics directors to a recent poll conducted by Lead One, it's a professional association of athletic directors, said that they are, quote, not confident at all in the NCAA's ability to enforce its proposed rules according to that deal. This is an NCAA athletics director organization, and they are not confident at all. Three-quarters of the respondents to the poll were in favor of creating a third-party board that would oversee the new marketplace for athletes. Members of the group who crafted the proposed rule changes in the process of deciding the merits of a third-party oversight board, and that's according to the co-chair of the whole thing. Listen, y'all. Here's what that means. Let me put it in layman's terms for you. This is why the, this is why I'm bringing it up to you on June the 5th on a day when we've spent mostly talking about food and moonshine, okay? You and I, we're all college sports fans. We're here because of that, most likely. And we're certainly around them and related to them and married to them. And you know what I mean? Like you're Ole Miss or your state or your Southern Miss or your Bama or your Auburn. That's why we're here. And listen, this is so significant because what have we in this state been saying ever since Ole Miss began going through their throes of the investigation with the NCAA? What have we been saying? Well, it's not fair. Well, why is it not fair? 
Well, it's not fair because some schools get away with stuff and some schools don't. Well, why is that? Well, you know the answer, and I know the answer. I've been saying it for years. The enforcement arm of the National Collegiate Athletics Association, NCAA, is the smallest arm of the whole thing. As big as college sports have become in terms of billions of dollars and thousands and thousands of athletes and 130 Division I football-playing schools and 300-and-something basketball-playing schools, the only way the NCAA could possibly have the manpower that it takes to police the rules and enforce the rules across all the sports would be if they if they took their existing enforcement staff and multiplied it times 10. That's how far off they are from being able to police everybody. That's how why it became so unfair. A school like North Carolina can make fake classes that don't even exist to give athletes grades and get away with it, yet Ole Miss gets popped. It's unfair. And what this shows you, athletics directors are officially in favor of having a third party for enforcement in order to oversee the new marketplace for this name, image, and likeness. They are saying our member institutions don't believe the NCAA can do it. They're not going to do it. They can't do it. We need a third party. Y'all, it is the first step, sign and hint, of moving away from the NCAA permanently. It is a dinosaur It it ain't extinct yet, but it will be soon. Trust me. 100 Teams Countdown coming up. Stick around. set to wrap it up beaver was was jason on hold and i just totally ignored him yeah um, uh yeah J- matt I, as a matter of fact he was on hold 11 and a half minutes oh no i i am um, you know i've had the yesterday it was the the browser on my laptop and it was the text line and i had a period of time i was like boy there hadn't been a text in about 30 minutes wonder if something's wrong, and I refreshed it, and there were about 15 texts that I hadn't seen, and I needed to refresh it. This time, the call screen was sitting here, and there was nothing on it, and I see where he said he'd call back. I was like, well, I didn't even know it was on hold, and then I tried to type something in. It didn't work, so I just restarted it. If you And, Beaver, if you see the word test over there on the screen, that's why I hit it. It's because after I opened it back up, I tested it, and now it's working. So, anyway, my excuse, I'm just... Uh, just a tad bit out of sorts from the normal spot. Jason, if you're listening, sorry for having you on hold like that. I just didn't see it. Uh, it was innocent for the most part. Either get back in if you can. If you have time, we'll get to you or uh, hit us up next week after the weekend. But uh, we do have time, so y'all call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. Text me. On the country pleasing text line, it's 885 ESPN. That's a 601 number. 885 
ESPN. There's a little bit of news out there today. We covered that. You've got Oklahoma State got popped in basketball because of the whole Dawkins scandal. They had a associate head coach who took $20,000 in bribes to you know direct players here and there, and it comes back to Oklahoma State. So today they get their penalties. They get scholarship cuts, three this year, three next year, six total, and a postseason ban for this year or this upcoming year. So, like, the basketball team can, I guess, play their season this coming fall and spring, but they will not be participating in the 2021 NCAA basketball tournament. They're going to appeal it. That was a statement from Oklahoma State. It, without question, this is not a debate. This is not to be debated. Don't waste your time debating it. It is an absolute fact. It's just a matter of time for the same kind of thing. gets handed down to Auburn and to LSU and to Arizona and to Kansas. It's coming. It's just a matter of time. Don't debate it. Don't argue it. Just move on. Trust me. That's what's going to happen next on that for sure. One thing in the basketball world, though, that I think we all are really thankful for, I touched on it yesterday, and, I, you know, look, I mean, Y'all listen to this show, you know, I I don't spend time on the NBA. I'm not somebody who watches it religiously. I I obviously appreciate it. As a kid, grew up a huge NBA fan, but was really spoiled by growing up in that era of Jordan and uh, Magic and Bird and Isaiah and Dominique and Akeem Olajuwon and Barkley. You know what I'm saying? Like, really spoiled by that era and so just haven't been as big a fan of the league as an adult, and it really changed and all that kind of stuff, and less loyalty to teams and players moving around. Anyway, all that said, I just think this is so good. I'm so happy for it that um, it's to be noted. I don't care, you know, that some people are going to go, well, you know, the NBA is out front on a lot of this protest stuff that's pushing neg- negative stuff that ends up in riots, and the NBA is out front. LeBron has his opinions about Drew Brees and all these different things. You know, I'm brushing all that aside. I'm the sports guy like you are a sports person. I'm a sports guy who's had no sports. I just want some. That's selfish. I get it. I just want to watch some. And doggone, hats off to the NBA. They are figuring it out in this major, major adjustment. They voted on it yesterday. It's going to happen. They're going to have a 22-team format. They are going to restart the 2019-20 season on July 31st in Orlando, Florida. You can watch all of it. All of it. You can watch it July 31st. It's not that far away, less than two months. You can watch live. You go, well, what about fans? It'll look different. Who cares? There ain't no doubt you're going to turn it on and watch it. And I will too. And I, I just appreciate them instead of you know cowering down in a corner with everything that's going on, and and playing wait and see, being proactive and figuring out a way to get going. I appreciate that. And as a sports fan, I admire it. And I I will absolutely make it appointment viewing to turn on and watch the opening tip of that first game. And a bunch of them. And I hope you will, too. I hope you will, too. And because it plays into the whole shame on Major League Baseball, that they simply cannot get their act together. 
and they will not agree the two sides of players and the owners. To heck with them. If they can't do a better job of understanding everybody's going to take losses and it's best for everybody to get it going, then you know what? To heck with baseball. To heck with Major League Baseball. I'll watch the NBA. And unless something changes between now and July 31st, that's the way it's going to be. To heck with baseball, and I'll watch the NBA. All right, let's finish it up. A little college football talk for you right now. The, the uh, We'll continue it with team number 91 of our countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. It's the final countdown. 100 teams. 100 days. All right, let's do it. Team number 91. Tomorrow will be 91 days uh, till September the 5th, that first big opening Saturday of the college football season. And team number 91 on the football power index is Colorado State. Yep, Colorado State. What are they, the Rams? The Colorado State Rams, that's right. Last year they were four and eight and three and five in the Mountain West. It got their coaches fired, and that was Mike Bobo. Y'all remember Mike? I played against Mike. He was a quarterback at Georgia in the mid late nineties. Really good quarterback. Became a coach. Coached uh, for Mark Rick at Georgia to different places. Became the head coach several years ago at Colorado State. Had some health issues last year. Mike did preseason, some neurological stuff, fought through it, had to coach from the booth some, that kind of thing. But they only went 4-8, and eight, made a coaching change, uh, and now the new head coach is Steve Adazio. You all remember him, formerly of Boston College. So that's, that's kind of um, where they are, just in the midst of a change, making it a, a little bit of a wholesale change. Staff's going to be much different. And... You know, they were pretty good. They were an offensive program under Mike Bobo. They just weren't consistent enough. They're, they've got offensive weapons. Here's what I like, though. They always start the year with their rivalry game. So uh, 92 days from today, 91 days from tomorrow, it'll be Colorado State hosting Colorado. Big rivalry game for the season opener on September the 5th. And it's unusual. You know, Kentucky and Louisville used to do that. They used to start the season with the Kentucky and Louisville game. And then followed suit to a lot of the other places around the country, moved it as they could, and over a two-, three-year period of time got it back on the back end of their schedule. Um, But I like this. And it's really the one time every year it seems like that I tune in for a good portion, if not all, of a Colorado State game is because you get, and a lot of times in week one, you get the weird, you know, uh, huge matchup, say like a USC and a Alabama on a on a Friday or on a Sunday, and you get weird stuff opening weekend, but you'll get a typical time slot maybe that gives you a chance to watch Colorado, Colorado State. So that's that'll be their season opener. Now, earlier we were talking about Louisiana Tech, at team number 92 on the FBI, who has a game at Vanderbilt in November, next to last game of the year, La Tech goes to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is also on the Colorado State schedule in week four. In Nashville, Vanderbilt will host Colorado State and new head coach Steve Adazio. 
so it's an interesting first month of the season before they get the math. Because of the non-conference, the first month for us bystanders is much more interesting than it is the when they get in their conference schedule. Because Colorado State begins against Colorado week one. Week two, they will travel to Oregon State. Week three, they will host uh, North Colorado. And then week four, they go to Vanderbilt. So uh, that fourth week of the season, September 26th, you'll get a little bit of a look because you'll, you'll watch the SEC Network and you'll see the highlights of Colorado State, Vanderbilt. You may even watch that game. And imagine that will be one of those either alternate channel, channel deals at 3 o'clock or it will be one of those 11 a.m. games. Uh, on a Saturday. You know, and Mountain West schedule kind of is what it is once they get into it after the four non-conference. Fresno, New Mexico, UNLV, Wyoming, San Diego State, Air Force, Utah State, Boise State. They play Boise State last um, in that Mountain West schedule. So anyway, that's a look at Colorado State, team number 91. I did peek ahead. Let's see. So we'll have two teams on Monday in the countdown, 90 and 89. One of those is a Conference USA team you're very familiar with. Uh, I'll tell you who that is, and we'll see who the other is on Monday. Fun show today. Donuts, moonshine, and football. <laughs> sounds fun, huh? I hope you all have a great weekend. Uh, for Beaver, I'm Matt. We'll see you on Monday in the Farm Bureau studio. See you then. So-